Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special 200th episode of Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Now, the astute listener may have already recognized that this is not the voice of Adam Banks. I'm Zach Hahn, and tonight, as promised, a very special episode, an interview with a man who has literally built a podcast for 200 episodes with his bare hands, Adam Banks. Man, thanks for that introduction. I mean, that means a lot. Adam, tonight uh, we're going to ask you a few questions for all the fans of the show uh, to, so that they can learn more about the show, how it began, where it is now, where you see it going, and maybe just a little bit about Adam Banks himself. All right, I look forward to that. I think that's going to be a, this is going to be a good interview. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time, 200 episodes. Uh, it's just, you can feel it, you know? And on that note, uh, take us back a little bit. Uh, at what moment did you know that Off the Cuff was going to become reality? Ooh, uh, you know, this is something that I've always wanted to do. And uh, podcasting was, I started it in 2014. Podcasting, I think, had been big. It hadn't really got big till really 2015, 2016. But 2014, it was still like people were flirting with it. So I was like, man, that's what I've been wanting to do. So when I knew that there, I had an iPhone that had iTunes, I knew that I could go on there and create a podcast. So when I had all the equipment and I had the idea, I knew it was going to be a reality. Well, everyone listening today, thanks you for that. I'm sure I speak for them. Um, so at what point did you decide what the show was going to be about? You wanted to do a podcast, but... What was the motivation uh, behind what it's become? Well, I've always thought my uh, thoughts and my view on things are interesting. And I felt like that people would be interested in listening to what I had to say. So I've I tried other outlets, books, blogs, journals. I tried all that. It wasn't my forte. So podcasting, it just seemed to be so natural. It just fits. Would you say this is your medium? This is my medium. Absolutely, 100%. This is my medium. And um, I knew that the show was going to be a show about my take on things. And that's exactly what it is. It's my take on, I take current events and I basically talk about them in my own way, in my own view. Absolutely. Well, it's not just you, though, Adam. Uh, you've had over, looks like about two dozen co-hosts. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to be there. This is my 14th episode, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, just talk a little bit about why you decided to involve other people and, and what they bring to the show. Well, when I had the idea for the show, I knew that I wanted to do a show uh, with my friends, and I wanted to have fun doing it, and I always have fun with my friends. So I wanted to incorporate them in the episodes that I felt like they fit the best. Like I have you in a lot of the sports episodes, a lot of our political episodes you've been in. Um, you know, same with Chad, Jordan, Josh, all those guys. And then you have people like Nelly and Amber who kind of sit by me and just kind of talk about just kind of someone for me to feed off of on a daily basis because a co-host is so needed if you really want a successful podcast. I think your your show won't survive long if you don't have someone to banter with. Let's, let, let me ask you about <clears throat> Nelly. Uh, where did you all meet? Nelly actually and I we met we were neighbors at our apartment complex. I lived on the third floor, she lived on the first. And uh, that's how we met. I mean, we just hit it off right away. 
But not anymore, is that correct? Uh, I mean, not not that you're not still hitting it off, but that she's no longer your neighbor. She's she's not. No, she moved. She moved about six months ago. She had a granddaughter, and she wanted to move closer to be with her. So uh, when she left, man, you know, I felt that, and the show felt that. The fans felt that of the show. She was such a huge part of Off the Cuff. Do you miss her? I, absolutely, I miss her all the time. But you know, I stay in touch with her. FaceTime. Uh, Facebook, cell phone calls, like we we do keep in touch. Like it's, um, but it's not the same, especially here on the show. Like off the cuff was started with Nellie. She was on episode one, and she sat with me for eighty five, eighty six episodes. And so I feel like that there's always going to be something missing in the studio of off the cuff when Nellie's not there. Absolutely. Well, in addition to the co-hosts, you've also had a number of guests over the years. Can you talk about one guest in particular that that stood out to you, if you had to pick one? Okay, I've had a a lot of great guests come on this show, surprisingly. Um, I could tell you, you you pick which which one you want to know. Do you want to know my favorite? I'm asking you. Okay, my favorite interview that I ever did was Ryan Lehman. Um, he was the co-host of Kentucky Sports Radio. He is the co-host of KSR, and he came on the show and just did a fantastic interview. He was funny. He was laid back. He was natural. He was chill, and I think it's just because he does it for a living, but he made me feel comfortable as an interviewer, and I think the fans really got a kick out of it, too. I mean, it was I it was the most fun interview that I've had. That's my favorite, but I think the biggest interview that Off the Cuff has ever had I think things really took a turn for this show. I think this was really kind of a a landmark for the show when we got Buzz Baker on Mm -hmm. because he was the first guest that I had with a lot of credibility. I mean, he had been a UK uh, radio guy for over 30 years. I mean, he goes way back with like Eddie Sutton coaching days. And when we got him on the show, when he came on Off the Cuff, people actually started to take this show serious because if you go back and you listen pre Buzz Baker, our views were were okay, but it was it was such a loony, silly show. But when Buzz came on, people were like, "Okay, Adams has got a podcast. Let's let's listen." And you bring up one of the things that I did want to discuss this evening, kind of the transition of the show uh, over time. Yeah, in the first twenty five episodes, uh, if one looks at just the titles, one can find. Uh, the five wacky ways to say pussy or pussy. Yeah, well, there's at least five different ways to say it. Yeah, uh, and then also my favorite title of any episode, uh, episode twenty five, dying while jacking off. <laughs> but that was the early show, uh, yeah. and you talked about having the guests on that brought credibility. But then lately, you've gotten kind of back to more of the current events. Can you talk about kind of what has guided uh, the focus of the show over the years with any? successful radio show, any successful podcast, one has to evolve. If you don't evolve, you're going to become boring. And Off the Cuff is just going through the natural motions of a good podcast. It starts off as a very silly, it's still silly, don't get me wrong, because I'm silly, but it started off as just a very much, um, it it was like what you would hear to People talk about um, being slap happy at 3 o'clock in the morning is what the show kind of was the first 25. But when I started getting more views and I actually took a moment and said, 
wow, people are actually listening to what I say. I don't want to lose that because I'm building an audience. I'm building myself a platform to be heard. And I didn't want them to be scared away by just being bored with my silliness. So I did start just incorporating more serious issues. I talk about things like gun control. I talk about things like gay marriage. I talk about things like, um, you know, the election. I talk about those things on this show, but, um, it's done nothing but grow the audience. And, uh, but yeah, I think with any successful show, it's got to evolve. Absolutely. Well, the next question naturally would be the future of off the cuff, but I'm going to hold that for just a moment. And I want to ask some personal questions, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town in eastern Kentucky called Topmost. Describe what uh, life was like in Topmost. Well, Topmost uh, consists of about 800 people, 799 since I lived. It's a very small community, and uh, we do got a post office, though. Uh, but my mom owned the only restaurant in town. And uh, so what was it, called? it was called the Beaver Creek Restaurant. And we uh, just we knew a lot of people in the community because of that. But there was nothing industrial there. It was just a very small rural town in eastern Kentucky. I mean, what you see, what they kind of televise on TV of what eastern Kentucky is like is kind of what Topmost is like. I mean, we never lived in, you know, a trailer on center blocks, but we. We, you know, we did grow up around a lot of poverty in Knott County. So what does it feel like now to have this medium where anyone in the world can hear you? It's inspiring uh, to think that uh, what, why someone wants to listen to a guy from southeastern Kentucky is beyond me. But I feel like that when people hear me, I'm relatable to them. And I think people... Uh, see me as just a real human being because I always have real human moments because I always talk about my errors through the day. I talk about my uh, faults. I talk about things that happen. I talk about realistic stuff, my experiences. And I think that humanizes me. People like that. And it's good to have this medium because I've always felt like, like I said, the, even the origin of the podcast, I thought I had something to say. And I don't really know what that is I have to say, but I have this platform for a reason. And it's just, you know, it's it's nice. It really is. So you have a master's in communication. Yes, sir. Do you ever see a doctor in the future? Or is this, in a way, your doctorate? I, I do want to get my doctorate. I just hate school. I like being on the other side of school. I like being the teacher. I like being the professor instead of the student. But a doctorate would definitely be on the table Eventually, maybe one day. Interesting. Well, back to the future of the show a little bit. Um, what, what do the next 200 episodes bring? Well, I do think that the show needs to incorporate uh, and get back to more guests. Uh, we have been lagging on that for the last season, and that was just mainly to kind of just build more of a community of what it was like in studio of Off the Cuff. But we are going to get back to having more guests. Um, hopefully off the cuff is just going to expand the medium a little bit, maybe going live on Facebook, live on Instagram a couple times per episode. Uh, just rolling with the times, man. I, I do this show day by day and I don't know what the future is going to look like in a year. Look how things have changed from 2014 to now. So 
if I see things are changing, I can change on the dime, you know. So I, I think that the show will be okay because there's always going to be stuff happening, and that's what this show's about. It's about talking about stuff that's happening. Absolutely. Well, Adam, this has been a pleasure. Uh, the last question that I want to leave with here is if you could say one thing to any maybe aspiring podcast hosts out there or just anyone that, that wonders what it's like to be in your shoes, what would you leave them with? I would uh, definitely tell them to uh, be consistent with it because one of the f- most favorite quotes I ever heard came from Denzel Washington. He said, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, you will eventually get a haircut. <laughs> and that's how you got to be with this show. You know, I keep being consistent with it. I, no matter what, will post an episode at least once a week and I People are surprised to hear that I still do it. When they ask me, are you still doing the podcast? And I say, yes. They said, oh, wow, really? Because they're shocked. It's been four years. Four years. March 1st makes four years. So I've just been consistent with it because eventually things are going to happen. I just signed a deal with WKCB, the killer beat, to do radio ads on terrestrial radio. So I'm excited about wow. that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's brought new opportunity. I've got to meet Incredible uh, people, incredible guests, uh, people like John Calipari's son. And to think that Brad Calipari come on this show, it makes you wonder, is the most popular man in Kentucky listening to Off the Cup because his son was on the show? I'm sure he listened to that interview to see what his son had to say. Absolutely. Well, Adam, it's uh, been an honor. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. I hope you'll have me back again. Uh, It's been just a, a great ride so far, and I look forward to being on board uh, for the next uh, 200, 300, however many episodes there is. I appreciate it, Zach, man. It's uh, It was awesome to have you host this show and interview me. You know, it's, uh, it's a little reversal. I enjoyed doing it. I had fun, and I think the fans will get a kick out of it. All right, man. Well, <laughs> I guess I am hosting. Uh, thank you all for listening. This has been Adam Banks and the interview for the 200th episode. Tune in uh, next week for Adam Banks hosting his own show again.